Switzerland with Brent and Jeff. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. This is the altar life with Brent and Jeff. Head for the doors, because we're coming. <laughs> that's the way our show always starts. Yeah, you know, everybody's ooh, like, ooh, ah, the altar life. <laughs> no, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was a, an apropos clip, I think. And uh, we're here for the next two hours, so you might as well just sit there and take it. <laughs> You have no excuses, huh? Uh, oh, Jeff hitting on our topic this evening. Our topic, we've named it, That Ain't No Excuse. Yeah, it kind of ties in with what we talked about last last week about how we hold on to old things. Um, not necessarily in the same context of things that we've done, but tonight we're going to be talking about things that have been done to us or things that have affected us deeply yep. and how sometimes they can, you know, Haunt us. Haunt us, exactly. They can, you know, fester in our in our life and, and come out in not so healthy ways. Alright, that was Mainstay. These pages. Thank you for listening this evening to the Altar Life with Brett and Jeff. And um, we're here every Saturday. And just in case you're wondering, you know, you're catching us for the first time and you're like, hmm, this is interesting. Yeah, well we're here every Saturday and yeah. Sunday at nine to eleven. So um, you can uh, make sure to tune us in other weeks as well. And also um, we are also on the web as well. So www.thealterlife.com. And you can hear our show um, streaming yes. live now on www.hopefm.net. Yeah, if you uh, if you have a great like speaker system on your computer, like some people have subwoofers, like Brent, and uh, it sounds just <laughs> it sounds even better than when you're on the radio. Yeah. So you can check that out. And you can tell your friends that aren't in the listening area and maybe don't want to stay up until 9 o'clock because they're... Night, uh, uh, no, they're early birds. I was going to say, because they're night owls, that makes no sense. But uh, they can listen to our show all the following week and stay up to date with The Altar Life, and that would be fun. That would be fun. So, I would encourage you strongly to do so. Do it. All that we would have recommended, including um, listening to the topic this evening, because we're excited um, about the topic coming out of last week, as Jeff said, about old things are passing away and new things in Christ that we have. Um, this kind of goes in step with that. Um, but, you know, we titled it That Ain't No Excuse and talking about how we at sometimes will live a certain way with the excuse that we've been hurt or the excuse that, um, you know, something's been done to us or just the fact excuse, we just make excuses for ourselves, even if we weren't hurt or anything. Yeah, we just live heck. with excuses like, well, it's because of, you know, I sinned because of this or I, I have this old thing because of that, you know, yeah. and we make excuses for ourselves. We're going to be getting into looking at some examples of some people in God's Word that have done so and um, see what God's Word has to say about this topic this evening. So I'm excited, Jeff. Yeah, we tend to deflect a lot of the, you know, the blame. We'll, you know, we have a couple songs that talk about that tonight. And it all starts from the Garden of Eden, you know? Like, Adam, what did you do? Well, uh, it's your fault because you made this woman. We were fine, just me and you. And now I got this woman and I can blame her. And then he's like, woman! <laughs> it was more endearing, I'm sure, yeah. than that. What'd you do? Well, you see, well, there's this it's thing. The snake over there. There's this weird looking animal creature. <laughs> so, it's it's not like we're new at this with making excuses for our sin. So, we're going to kind of take a look at it and, and hopefully exhort ourselves, encourage ourselves not to do it anymore. Hey, it's Josh from December Radio. Hey, this is Crystal Myers. Hey, this is Josh from Nevertheless. Hey, we're Cajun's Call. And you're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Sunny Day by John Cox. And um, don't we don't we make excuses for ourselves? You know, when we're little, as little tiny child children, you know, and Childs. I know I have a child. I have a, a two-year-old son who, um, you know, is learning 
to uh, make excuses for his wrongdoing. Oh, you know, man. it's amazing. You don't have to. You don't have to teach people how to make excuses for themselves because our whole goal in life, a lot of times, if we're in the flesh, is to just get out without being wrong, like look like yeah. it's our <laughs> fault. You know, it's not like you're sitting there with your son, like now you're going to knock this over, and what you're going to do is when mom asks you about it, you're going to say it was him. Okay, <laughs> now let's try. And action. <laughs> it's not like you're teaching him that. It's just in our nature. It's it's that sin nature, like I said, goes all the way back to the garden. That word, you know, it's not our fault. Nothing's ever our fault. It's always that guy over it's there. Let's find somebody else to blame. All right, that was My Own Enemy by Thousand Foot Crutch. That's a good song. Yeah, and a lot of times we can use our excuses as a crutch. Huh? Ah, How about that? Or as our enemy. Ah. Tied both things in there. <laughs> but, uh,. It's a, it's a, it's a scary thing when you think about all the things. I said things a lot, but when you think about things that you know, we all have experienced really difficult things in our life. I mean, me specifically, Brent. I know, you know, just I don't think there's a person out there that hasn't had something that has deeply either wounded them or affected them, and and changed the way they view the world a little bit. I mean, that's what shapes us. You know, our mistakes that we make, things that are done to us by other people, it shapes the character of who we are. And a lot of times that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and that whole, you know, methodology or whatever. But the idea that we can allow things to so deeply affect us that it changes what we do and what we think is right and wrong, that's where we get into some, you know, some dangerous territory, I think. And, uh, you know, I know that there have been times in my life where I tried to justify my actions because of the childhood I had or, or whatever. And that's the world's mentality is let's get these kids in here. You know, we'll talk to them. We'll psych, you know, psychologicalize them to death, <laughs> make up words to death. <laughs> and, uh, Just throw ology at the end of the word. Let's make nobody make think, nobody take, you know, own their own mistakes or actions. Let's find out what really caused them. Yeah. Not that you're just a sinner. <laughs> it's all about like making ourselves feel better, right? So if we can get people and make them believe that all these things that, that they're doing is not their fault, then they'll feel better about themselves and we'll have less people killing themselves. But ultimately, um, that's just covering up the problem, you know? That's covering up the thing in our life that needs to be healed and dealt with, you know? And, um, but instead, we make excuses, you know? We say, well, I'm this way because, you know, my parents got divorced. You know, I'm this way because, you know, no one loved me when I was a kid. You know, I'm this way because... Um, you know, my dad or mom was an alcoholic. You know, we throw these, and they're serious things that do impact us. You know, in no way tonight do we want to make light of, you know, all these things that could potentially harm us. But just because we were harmed in Christ, there's no excuse because Christ died for that pain. You know, he died for that um, that hurt. And, uh, you know, we don't, we don't need to be sitting around, you know, pointing fingers at people and making ourselves feel better just to to get by in those in that respect so and uh, that's kind of what we want to segue into is talking about the blame game you know we always play that um and brent was talking about it in the last segment how you know we're almost trained to not feel bad about ourselves by pushing it off on other people but then how can that ever be corrected because you can't take it into your own hands like if it's your problem that you've done then at least you can like rectify is that a word rectify it. you can make it right again but if it's blamed on somebody else, then you have no control over changing it. And I would, you know, for me, I want to change things and make them right. I don't want to just leave them wrong and say, well, I can't do anything about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the danger of playing the blame game. 
Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's the, you know, and otherwise we have to sit around with a grudge then. You know, if we blame, then we can't deal with it ourselves. And we always have that, you know, as Jeff said, crutch. We always have that, that thing in the way of us becoming different because we always, we have to point at someone else and that person's not going to change. So we live with that, you know, that blame, blamed person impacting us yeah. further for our entire lives. And that's just where we don't want to be. So it's time to stand up and um, not point the fingers. Um, the, the thing that we've been talking about, obviously, is the whole blame game and using that as an excuse. And we have a, an example in Scripture that God gives to us of someone who had every opportunity to play the blame game and to live their life however they wanted. And that's Joseph. You could turn to, uh, I mean, there's no, I believe there's no other people in the Bible that have more written about them than Joseph. He's got like 12, 13, 14 chapters about him. That's a lot if you think about it. Oh, you know, with the exception of Jesus, obviously, one of the, you know, the most documented individuals in the Bible is Joseph. And if you look at his story, it's just one thing after another going wrong. And he does nothing to cause it. He's a good guy. You know, maybe you could say, well, maybe he shouldn't have bragged about his dreams and everything, but he was just excited about what God was speaking to him yeah. and stuff. And he's telling people, his brothers are like, this guy is a jerk. He's got a nice, nicer robe than we do. I guess that was more offensive back then than it is now. <laughs> Brand, if you had like a nice bathrobe or a nice jacket, I would be like, let's throw him in a well. <laughs> but um, he's just sitting there and he's like, hey guys, dad sent me to come and check up on you. How's it going? And they're like, oh, hey, look at this well. It's really cool. And then they push him in. They leave him there. They lie and say that he's dead to his father, so his father doesn't even go look for him. And then they sell him and get the money for him. <laughs> so not only do... It's like, well, we get to make money off our brother. It's great. And he's in slavery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's one reason where you're like, man, my life is terrible. I can yeah. just do whatever I want. He gets the opportunity to do whatever he wants with Potiphar's wife. Does the right thing because he knows that even though nobody's watching, God's watching. And... He runs out and then for doing the right thing gets thrown into jail. I mean, if we think about it, we hear these stories, Bible stories and stuff, but we don't put ourselves in the story. If you think that was you, like think about if that was you. Yeah. Like I get wronged and I might have a little bit of, you know, it might have been coming to me in some ways. And I'm still <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened and yada, yada, yada. And Joseph, he, you know, he's, he helps the guys that are, he becomes the best at what he does. Every time he puts his hand in something, he's the best. He's the best prisoner there ever was. So they, he put, they put him in charge of all the other prisoners. And then the guys that, um, you know, he helps them get one of the guys released. And he's like, hey, hey remember me that I did this. And the guy forgets about him. Yep. <laughs> and he could just be like sitting there bitter. And he doesn't. And yeah. he constantly is before his God, constantly obeying him, constantly living righteously. And this is a guy that had every opportunity to use what happened to him as an excuse or a crutch to live in sin. And he didn't do it. Yeah. Period. That's right. Nothing more <laughs> to say. He didn't point the finger. He didn't say, well, you know, my life is this way because of all these people and all the wrongs that have been done to me. You know, he forgave them. He moved on and he trusted in the Lord and trusted his God and lived before him. And God took care of him ultimately. And he had the last laugh, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> the Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. All right, that was Down in Doubt and Living Without. And that song's great because it's just all about, you know, has someone let you down? Have you been wronged? And it's asking the question and, um, you know, we can ask ourselves tonight, you know, thanks, you know, Jeff was talking about um, Joseph and, um, 
you know, had every right to live in self-pity and, and loathe and just be ineffective for God and just kind of sit in the jail cell and just kind of mind his own business and not get involved with anything. But he didn't. He trusted the Lord. And, um, you know, have you been wrong tonight? You know, is there somebody around you in your life that, you know, you always, whenever it gets sticky, you always say, well, it's because, you know, of this. And this is what you carry around with you. Um, you know, Christ, in Christ, you're allowed to, you're, you're allowed to give that up, you know. <laughs> Christ will take that. He will heal that part of you. And then you don't have to live within um, the power of someone else is that having power over you in your in your christian life hey you're listening to the altar life thanks for tuning in uh, as i was saying you know that song by house of heroes voices uh the the part about the, you know the pastor's speaking about how our greatest sin isn't the sins that we committed it's actually our unbelief that god can remove those things and remove the effect that they have in our life it's unbelief because if we're making excuses and kind of like what brent hinted at uh, or we talked about last week and, you know, kind of hinting at this week's show about, you know, w- if we are holding on to these things and allowing them to dictate our life, it's almost as though we're, you know, we're slapping God in the face saying that what you can do isn't powerful enough for me to live beyond these terrible things that happened to me. I'm not able to let this stuff go. And that's a scary place to to discredit God in such a way that he can't make something good out of those terrible circumstances when he says so in his word that he can that he can make all things new like we talked about last week that he can you know take those things that are so bad to make something good and joseph even said that to his brothers you know what you intended for evil god has brought good out of it so joseph had every excuse that if he chose to have that excuse and ultimately it comes down to a choice right it's like you know because the fact of the matter is we live in this world and people are sinful and we're sinful people and um you know there's going to be things that are done to us that are wrong you know they may be huge and bigger than other people's um but you know comparing ourselves to joseph i don't think anyone you know you know barely anybody sitting around that had all those things to the extent that happened to them to him happened to us and um he didn't have an excuse he didn't let those people control him by living in that hurt you know, and letting that hurt, continue, you know, impact how they lived and how they lived, how he lived for Christ. He just decided that I believe Christ and I believe that he is bigger than this. And um, he let Christ heal him, heal his heart in those areas. And he was able to look at his brothers, like you said, Jeff, at the end and say, you know, here, you know, I want to take care of you now because I'm in a position to. Um, and, um, you know, what you meant for <laughs> what you meant to harm me. Actually, God had an intention. And that's the point. You know, God's not, you know, doesn't wake up and go, oh, you know, he went through that really hard time. Oops, I didn't mean for that to happen. No, I mean, he's got a purpose for everything that happens in our life, you know, and for those who love him, um, all things work together for good. You know, that's what the word of God says. So uh, we just have to believe that. Yeah, I think a lot of times when we allow these things to dictate our life, it actually makes us make poor choices out of those things we we surround ourselves with people that are constantly going to let us down you're listening to the altar life with Brent and Jeff that was defensive offender by John Rubin and as um, I started to say in the last segment when we allow 
somebody to you know the somebody that's wronged us to have that kind of hold on our life it, it cripples us and it, it it actually limits the choices that we make unless we break the cycle you're going to surround yourself with people that are constantly going to be hurting you and i've seen it happen i've seen people's lives constantly go from person to person to person that continually lets them down and god wants to break that cycle the altar life music truth real period that was regret by day of fire and uh this week's unbelievable obviously this is kind of a heavy topic that we're talking about so it wouldn't feel right to just go off on some kind of like oh i don't like swiss cheese it's got holes in it <laughs> kind of unbelievable segment <laughs> Um, but you know what's unbelievable is God's ability to take these terrible circumstances and make them for good. Just like Joseph said, you know what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And you know how Brent had said the verse from Romans about all things work together for good. Doesn't mean all good things work together for good. Just all things that happen are ultimately going to bring about good in our life as long as we allow them to. And just in our own lives, you know, we're sitting here on the microphones doing this radio show. Brent and I have both come from broken homes. Um, me when I was five years old. My parents got divorced. Brent when he was much older, which in some ways I think is more difficult because you understand it more. You know, I was five. I was kind of like, okay, what's going on? Um, And, you know, both, both of us have experienced those kind of hardships and, you know, the whole strain that that can cause on a a life. And God has taken that and actually brought it up, brought good in our lives because now we have families and we can live um, and try to you know keep those things together the way God intended. Yeah, and I've just seen it in my own life how um, I've wanted to blame my parents and the divorce for the reasons why my life wasn't working out the way I wanted it to, um, or the reason why I felt certain ways, or the reason why I was sinning in certain in certain areas in my life. And I would just say, well, you know, it's because my parents got divorced, and I have a right. You know, I always say this. Well, I have this right to have parents that love each other. I have a right to have all these things. And, um, you know, I end up getting mad at them over and over and over again. And then I would feel all this bitterness start to accumulate and um, it started having control over who I was. And, um, you know, now I've, you know, I've intended and made a choice that I want to trust Christ in that area. And um, it's a process, you know, it's not something that happens overnight, but just slowly trusting the Lord and allowing God to help me to forgive. And um, I can live free. Yeah. It's case in point, you know, what we're talking about tonight. And, you know, we all have a story mm-hmm. like that. Um, and we all have a choice whether we're going to live that way or not. Yeah, I mean, look at the examples of, of who Jesus chose. You know, Mary Magdalene, some seven demons be, you know, being possessed. I mean, he, he took these people that had terrible things in their life and made them ministers of the gospel. And, <laughs> and I mean, and, you know, thankfully, it's unbelievable that God has chosen us to do something like that through this show. Um, this topic is just really, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's something else, I'll tell you what, but... It's personal. It you really know, like is. You, we can't just... It's not like theory. The theory is, right, that the Word of God says that Christ can is, has the power to heal the hurt inside of our hearts. Um, and the application is, you know, live in that healing and don't let, you know, that pain and don't make excuses for your for your actions because of that, those things, you know, and, um, it's definitely a choice that we have to do one thing versus the other. And, um, you know, I, I pray that, you know, we make the right choices, you know, and we don't live defeated, that we live in victory and, um, we allow Christ to make those things a reality in our lives. You know, we never want to take away, obviously that's what we're, you know, 
we're trying very hard to not belittle those circumstances that we've all been through. Um, but you know, like that last song says, these are things that we go through because we're in this imperfect world. And if you're in the middle of something like that right now, you know, we want to do our best to be here for you. You know, obviously we can't like, you know, run over to your house and like, Hey, let's sit down and pray. But you know, you could email us. You could try to get, you know, get in touch with us that way. Give us your prayer requests, whatever you have. You can go on our website. Um, you know, we'd love to to get to know the people that are listening to our show. Um, and you know, if we can, pray for you. Pray for your current circumstance. You know, we've been there. We've done that. We've we've been through the dark times. We're you know we're hitting the peak sometimes, and it's just yep. you know it's an up and down walk that we you know that we have on this earth and. Uh, because life is real. It's not like Candyland. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, and ladders. A lot of like, times in the church, it's like, you know, <laughs> well, once you accept Christ, then everything is real, is good. No. Yeah. You know, life is life. Yeah. You know, we go through <laughs> stuff in our life. And, um, you know, we're going to, Jeff and I, we're going to go through things tomorrow and the next day. And we're going to have Christ with us. And um, we can live with excuses or not. Yeah. I mean... We, you know, there are things to be said for these things. Like, I mean, when, you know, when you're seeing a nine-year-old kid and they're they're acting out and they're like, well, their parents parents got divorced. You're like, okay. You see, like, someone who's 25 years old. It's like, yeah, his parents got divorced when he was, like, nine. You know, at some point there, you know, when does the the responsibility fall upon the individual? You know, we can never stand before God, you know, at his throne and say, well, my parents got divorced when I was nine. You know, that's my that's why ticket. I followed you. Yeah, like, that's why I rejected you and stuff like enough. that. Yeah, I mean, like, we all have a choice to make to follow Christ or not. Well, one I hear a lot at my work is, you know, um, well, I knew a Christian, and they, like, you know, the guy who just left his wife and whatever, and, and so that's why I don't believe in Christ. It's like, well, <laughs> that's just your ex- convenient excuse yeah. to point a finger at a situation instead of really getting to know who the real Christ is. That's like you saying, know? you know, like, I saw a guy playing basketball, and he stunk, so I never tried to play basketball. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lame excuse, and we... And, this ain't no excuse, people. No, anyway, next up we have a song called Pain. And uh, I think it, it very well puts us in the position where we realize that the pain in our life, you know, it still allows us to see God. And sometimes it brings us to God. And, you know, for, like we said before, for those of you that are feeling that or coming out of that or <laughs> you're not there yet, you know, it, you're going to have to hunker down because there's going to be some difficult times. And we want you to trust God through those things. All right. That was Delirious. Stare the monsters down. And, um, it's a crazy you know, title. It is. But um, we should. We should stare those monsters down in our lives, those things that haunt us, that plague us, the pain that's in our life. You know, people have wronged us. You know, um, we've wronged other people. <laughs> um, you know, we've seen excuse things that may be excuses for some people. And um, we want to make sure that we're not living and, you know, making some dumb choices in our life. And then when we're, we're faced with those choices to go, well, you know, it was just because of them, you know, and live with these excuses. Because you know what? Excuses are going to run out. And before when we meet Christ in, you know, and we have to be accountable for the things we've done, you know, the excuses in our lives aren't going to matter. <laughs> Christ is like, but yeah. I died for all that. You know, the, there was no excuses. Jesus took all those excuses away at the cross. And that's our hope tonight. Yeah, let's take some responsibility. I mean, I know I should. Um, and it's better because when you take responsibility, then you have some control over what's going on. If you allow, like we said, you know, these other circumstances to actually, you know, cripple you and hold you down, then there's no growth there. There's no chance for you to be free because you're allowing these things to handcuff you. And we, you know, we want nothing more than for God to be the one that's dictating how we live our life, not people, not, 
stupid things that happen that we can't shake or we can't control yeah exactly you know and we want you to see god for who he is and who he promises to be in our lives and uh, we're out of here for the night so until next week be cool cats live for christ the altar life music truth real period